We're in the middle of this series entitled Different. And in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, everything changed. And in the earthly ministry of Jesus, he introduced us to this new paradigm and, and did this right from the very beginning. The first recorded uh, message that we have, the first re- recorded sermon that we have is this Sermon on the Mount. And it starts with this, this section of scripture called the Beatitudes. Blessed are they. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who come to the understanding that they cannot achieve their destiny on their own. Because when we understand that, when we understand this connection with a living, loving God, that it, it is essential. It positions us for true destiny. Blessed are they that mourn. We talked about this last week. Blessed are those who have an honest relationship with God, that come to God with authenticity. God, this is where I'm at. This is where I live. Because God is faithful to engage in that moment and to bring comfort, to bring peace. Sometimes an unexplainable, but always an undeniable peace. And then Jesus went on to say this. He said, blessed are the meek, for they will or they shall inherit the earth. This is one of many scriptures that oftentimes are misquoted and misunderstood. And a lot of that is because we get, we get tripped up by the meek. And we also, we forget, a really, we, we miss a really key statement. And here's, here's what Jesus is doing. See, when Jesus, when Jesus gives us Matthew chapter 5, and he makes that statement, blessed are, the, blessed are the, the, the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In that moment, Jesus is making a statement that even though it might sound controversial, in reality, it's a comment that would have resonated with the people that are around him. And here's the reason why. What Jesus is doing is he's quoting a scripture that's going to be very familiar. You know, there are lines that I could say to you this morning that in, in making those comments and sharing those lines, if I shared the first few words, you would be able to just roll with sentence after sentence. Let me give you an example. I pledge allegiance. There are words that just popped into your mind, isn't there? Four score and seven years ago. And, and we, we, can, we can resonate with these, with these words of phrases that we know. It becomes, it becomes much more powerful when it's done in song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. There's a good chance that, that you're in your mind that you're singing the rest of that song. Well, when Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. He's actually quoting the lines from a, from a song. He's, he's quoting Psalm 7311. And in Psalm 7311, it adds this word. It says, but the meek will inherit the land. But the meek will inherit the land. So it would, it would be good for us if we're gonna look at what it says there in Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. It'd be good for us to look at this portion of scripture that Jesus is actually quoting, the, 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 this song that he's referring to. And here's what it says, Psalm, Psalm 37, 1. It starts by saying this, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. That's so easy to get caught up into that, isn't it? 
When, when we see evil prospering, when we see those that are doing wrong, when it seems like for some reason they're able to be successful and, and nothing's being done about it, it's, it's so easy for that to cause us to get sideways. And here's what God says. He says, listen, don't fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. It's important, especially when we, when we, when we find ourselves in those moments where things don't seem to line up with our expectations. When what's happening around us doesn't seem to be in agreement with what we value. When it seems like evil is prospering, when it seems like, like God's side isn't winning, when it feels like our prayers are going unanswered, it's important that we, we don't fret, right? We, we, don't, we don't become worried because of those who are evil or envious because of those who do wrong. Because even though, listen, even though evil might have a moment Here's what you can be confident of. It will only be a moment. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness reward shine like a the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently before him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Yes, we will find ourselves in those moments where everything within us wants to lash out. Everything within us wants to go, this is wrong. Everything within us wants to fight. And yet you will find so often when you're in that space that even though, even though the headspace says fight, even though the headspace might say flee, here's what God speaks to your heart, faith, faith, and wait, breathe, breathe. Because the meek, the meek, will stand the test of time. When, when evil has had its moment, when evil has run its mile, the righteous will be victorious in the marathon. Blessed are the meek for in the end, they will be the ones that stand. So what, is it, what does it mean to be meek? Well, it's laid out there in Psalm 37. Don't worry, right? Don't fret because of those who are evil. 
place your trust in God, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in land and enjoy safe pasture. It, it, requires, it requires commitment on our part. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him and He'll do this. It takes time. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Don't fret when while you're waiting, it seems like evil is succeeding. You gotta keep your emotion in check. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Don't fret, it only leads to evil. Isn't it fascinating that, that woven throughout this song, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. A little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. This idea, this idea of, of, of living our life and, and being, being meek. Listen, meekness is not weakness. I don't know how it is that, that somehow the word meek has been co-opted and been connected to weakness. Because meekness actually has nothing to do. It is in no way synonymous with weakness. The, 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 the example that is most often quoted, and it's most often quoted because it is the perfect imagery to understand meekness, is the idea of a warrior on top of a, a, this powerful stallion, the, the famed guard of, of the Roman Empire was this guard called the Praetorian Guard. And the Praetorian Guard, they rode these horses that were called meeked horses. Make no mistake, these horses were powerful. In fact, when they would, when they, when they would, when they would go from a gate to a gallop, it would be thunderous because they were so powerful in their movement. And yet, even the gentlest pull on the rein to the left or to the right, and that horse would respond to the guidance, to the direction, to the desire of the master. That's what meekness is. Meekness is a yielded disposition that says, where you want to go, master, that's where I will go. The one who is in charge of my destiny when you say stop, I'm going to stop. Stop. When you say go, I'm going to go. When you say go to the left, I'm going to the left. When you say go to the right, I'm going to the right. Oh, make no mistake. The rider that sits on the horse, if that horse decides that it's going to go in the opposite direction, it doesn't matter how much you pull the reins. It doesn't matter how hard you hit with the spurs. Ultimately, if that horse decides you're going a, different, going a different direction, that horse is, it is exponentially more powerful than you. And God's given us this thing called free will. He's given us this thing called free will. And you're responsible for your destiny. Destiny is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. The choices that you make determine your destiny. And those who... When walking through challenging circumstances, those when facing difficult circumstances, when they stay true to character, when they're consistent 
in yielding to the purpose and plan of God. Even though evil may have its moment, in the end, they will stand strong. So how do I do that? How do I live out Psalm 37? Don't fret because those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. How do I trust in the Lord and do good? How do I commit my way to the Lord and be still before the Lord and refrain from anger? How do I do that? Well, I love, I love what, what Peter wrote in his first epistle. I, I, I believe this, that Peter gives us a really great plan for living this self-controlled life. And so I, I want to I take you to, to, to 1 Peter, and, uh, and I want us to look at just a, a, a few times where Peter uses this term, to be self-controlled. To be self-controlled. Because you have, the, you have the opportunity to choose today. You can choose to fret and worry. Uh, you can choose to, to push away from a confidence in God. You, you can choose to to chart your own path rather than committing your way to the Lord. You, you, can, you can allow yourself to become, to become captured by the moment instead of waiting patiently and allow the emotion of the moment to rule the day rather than the truth that will carry you through to your destiny. You can also, you can also take the disposition of the meek. Being powerful, yet also being under control. Being powerful, yet also being under control. What does that look like? Well, let me offer you this. It starts in the mind. That's what Peter says. In 1 Peter 1, he says this in verse 13. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Prepare your minds for action. That idea of, of preparing my mind, how do I do that? Well, I love, what, I love what David said. David said this, I will hide your word in my heart that, that I might not sin against you, right? God, I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get to where I know your word, to where I have an understanding of your word. Because... This is, this is what I see. I see this, that, that when, when the attacks come, I have the opportunity to use this powerful tool called the Word of God. We're going to look at this next week. When, when Satan tries to thwart the work of Jesus at the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, and Satan comes and tries to tempt Jesus, Jesus responds over and over and over again with the Word. The Word of God says, the Word of God says, the Word of God says, the Word of God says. And when we find ourselves in those moments where we want to get swept up by worry or we want to be impatient, what's going to position us rightly and what's going to protect us from doing something stupid is the Word. It's the Word. So we prepare our mind for action. There's, there's something to be said about, about walking in truth, right? There's something to be said about walking in truth. I, I love, I love, the, I love the, the response of, 
of Paul Harvey. And here's, here's a Paul, Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey one, one, of his, one of his great statements is this. Paul, Paul Harvey said, I am fiercely loyal to those who put their money where their mouth is. In other words, I'm fiercely loyal to those who live out what they profess. And the way that I do that is by having a healthy understanding and a healthy positioning of my mind to where in times of difficulty, my response is in the truth that I know, not in the tension of the moment. It's big, right? It's, 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 it's significant. And listen, this is, this is important. This idea of, 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 of being meek, it, it's, it's important because it's not just about you and me. It's not just about us being what stands in the end because we're not in it just for ourselves. In the story of the Beatitudes, Jesus talks about, this is, this is how I want you to posture yourself because you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. I will make you fishers of men. And if we're not careful, listen, if we're not careful, what we can do is we can shift from being fishers of men to being keepers of the aquarium. Where rather than being the influence in the world that God's called us to be, we become totally consumed about the immediate environment around us. And so, knowing that there will be moments where it seems like evil is winning, knowing that there will be moments when it seems like, when it seems like the work of God, at the very least, has had the pause button hit. What we have to do is we have to know the truth and stand on promises. Promises like all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his promises. You know, I, I think about even, even, the, even the scenario of my, my own life, my own journey. And I, I've, shared, I've shared bits of my testimony uh, throughout my, my, my ministry tenure, throughout my ministry years. So most of you that know me at all, you, you know my story. You know uh, that I grew up in a large family, that my father died at a young age, and, and my mother met a new man who was a violent drunk and a child abuser. Uh, if, you're, if you're walking with me, you'll find this, that uh, when, I get, when I get a little bit tired, I, I, I tend to I tend to walk with a limp. It's because of just the, the, the beatings that my body took when I was a youngster. I, I, have, I have scars on my body from, uh, from the wrong that was done to me. And yet, I would not wanna change anything about those early years of my life because God wonderfully protected me through that kept me from living in bitterness and knew that he was going to use that story and even those difficulties for his glory. And as a pastor, I cannot tell you how many times I've had the opportunity to speak into somebody's life situation and I know what they're going through because I've been there. I've also had those moments where somebody has shared with me that they feel like they're the victim of abuse and I've been able to say, look, 
The reality is this, you snuck out of the house and your father grounded you, you're not being abused, okay? <laughs> you're being disciplined because your parent loves you. And so I'm, I'm, I am grateful, I'm grateful even, even for the scars, though I, though I might not have recognized that in the moment. So we, we build our lives on truth. And it's important, that we, it's important that we bring those truths into our consciousness. It's, it's important that we learn those truths, that we embrace those truths, and that, then, that we also store those truths because there's going to come a moment when you're going to need those truths. I was on a, I was on a Zoom call a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, many of you that are watching, if you're like me, you are, you are so sick of Zoom. I, I cannot wait uh, till we can do live meetings and we can be together live again. And uh, man, if I never have to Zoom again, I, I would be absolutely thrilled. Uh, but I was on a particular Zoom call and, and uh, it was a Zoom call with a number of pastors and, and with one of the, the great minds of Christendom today, uh, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud. And, and Dr. Cloud, he was, he was sharing that the, our mind, the way that our mind works, it, it really works in these loops. And the various thoughts that we have, our, our mind works best as things loop and they make sense, right? And so the, th the various thoughts that we have, they are in essence these concentric circles. And in times of crisis, when things don't make sense, it's a broken loop. And, and enough of these broken loops and, and our mind sends error messages. He said, even, even the best of leaders can in that moment function at 30 IQ points lower than what their normal IQ is. Now, the good news is it's temporary. Uh, I also, I recognize that there are some of us, and I worry that for myself personally, that I don't have 30 IQ points to give up. If I haven't stored away truth beforehand, I'm gonna be in trouble. If, if I haven't prepared my mind for action, then in the moment, I'm going to fall victim to the tyranny of the urgent instead of holding fast to, to that which is significant. And so, I would, I would encourage you that if you find yourself being bombarded by anxiety today, lean on the truth that you know. If you're in a place today that you're in a good spot, Prepare your mind for action because there will, be, there will be a moment in your future, there will, be a, there will be a spot on the road of life where it will seem like the enemy is winning and it will seem like all of this stuff is coming in on you and you want to make sure that your mind is prepared well in advance for that. That's what allows you in the moment to be self-controlled because you've prepared your mind for action well ahead of that moment of challenge, well ahead of that moment of difficulty. So what I do is I, I, I prepare mentally, right? I prepare my mind for, for, for action. And I'm not in this alone. You're not in this alone. Here's what, here's what he says uh, in 1 Peter 4, 7. He says this, therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled so you can pray. Wow, that's big, isn't it? The, 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 the reality that 
I'm doing this in connection and partnership with a living, loving God. And what I've got to do is this, is I've got to, I've got to protect, I've got to protect my disposition to where it doesn't adversely impact my conversation with God. Now, the good news is this, is God is not, God is not disappointed, nor is he frustrated um, when our prayers demonstrate a little bit of consternation. I, I, love, the, I love the story of Moses. When, when God tells Moses, when Moses is up on the mountain and God says to Moses, Moses, I want you to know I'm with you. And Moses responds, God, you better be with me because if you're not with me, I'm not going back down off this mountain because th- these people are nuts. In fact, God, I need you to prove that you're with me. I need you to show me your glory. Right? Even in that moment where emotion gets the best of, of, of Moses, uh, God says, Moses, 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 <laughs> just, just breathe, just breathe. This, this, this understanding of this connection, right, in this prayer time, it's critical. Can I, can I ask you an honest question this morning? What are those things in your life? What are, the, what are the situations, the circumstances you're dealing with? What are the emotions that have been able to have victory in your life that are having an effect on your conversation with God, your communication with Him? Because if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna live, if I'm gonna live with power under control, if I'm gonna demonstrate true meekness, I've got to make sure that I'm in the right headspace. And I've also, I've got to make sure that my conversation with God, that my connection with Him is well maintained. Because what He'll do is He'll give, a, he'll, he'll give us peace, right? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So He'll give us peace for the journey. He'll give us wisdom and knowing how to respond. Therefore, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask and God will give it. And he'll give it in abundance. He'll give us everything that we need to respond in the moment. And then what I do is I, I make sure that I'm positioned well, that I'm positioned strategically. Here's, here's where Peter uses be self-controlled again. Be self-controlled and alert because your enemy goes around like a, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so having this expectation that these challenges are going to come our way, I make sure that I'm positioned right. And I'm I'm self-controlled in the moment to where I I don't get caught off guard. It's, It's discipline. Think about Matthew 5, 5 this way. Blessed are the disciplined. For in the end, they'll still be standing. I, uh, I loved my days in, in, uh, in middle school, actually starting in late elementary school and, and high school. I, I, loved, I loved the days playing football. Man, it was in, in the midst of a, of, a, of a very toxic and dysfunctional family home. Uh, man, the football field, that, that was my... That was my oasis, and, and, it, and it helped me. It, it, it brought value into a, into a crazy world for me. 
And I think every team that I played on, and I think every team today will do the same thing, right? And uh, at, the, at, the, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, you'll see the teams, they'll hold up their hand, right? Four, fourth quarter. And what they're saying is this. They're saying, we own the fourth quarter. When, uh, when we weren't on the football field playing the game, but instead we were, we were back on our practice field, at the end of, of every practice, every team I played on, at the end of every practice, they would require you to run laps. They would require you to run sprints. They would require you to run one, one team I played on. We had this large hill and we'd have to run the hills. And the coach would start and he'd go, all right, boys, line up for sprints. And he'd blow the whistle and he'd say, first quarter. And you would run and you would run and you'd run. You'd go, oh, please, please, if there is a God in heaven, let him say second quarter soon. Eventually, he'd blow the whistle, second quarter. Continue to run, third quarter. And when it, when it appeared that you had nothing left to give, the coach would blow the whistle and go, fourth quarter. And you had to, from somewhere deep inside you, you had to pull this reservoir of energy to run those last laps or to, or to climb that, that last hill. And they pushed harder, harder, harder. And the reason that they did that is because they knew there was going to be a moment somewhere during the season where we would be called upon to pull from that reservoir of energy. And they'd positioned us strategically to tap into that reservoir and to accomplish victory. For some of you that are watching this morning, Man, you've, you've started the fourth quarter. And it's been, it's been three quarters of challenge and it's been three quarters of grind. And you find yourself at the beginning of the fourth quarter and you're wondering if you've got the strength, you're wondering if you've got the resolve to see it through. Friend, God's given you everything that you need to perform like a champion. And when it is all said and done, that the scoreboard declares that you are victorious. It's important what you do in this moment. It's important what you do in this moment, that you're, that you're positioned strategically and finally, lastly, that we persevere continually. In the end, the person that typically wins is the person that doesn't give up. Here's what he says, going from 1 Peter to 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the disciplined, 
for they will be standing at the end. Blessed are those who, who demonstrate self-control because they will be victorious. It's God's promise. It's God's promise that you will be victorious. So let's do this. Let's go back and look at Psalm 37 one more time. Do not fret. Don't worry. Don't become anxious. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they'll soon wither. Like green plants, they'll soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. See, there's some today that even that, that understanding of vindication, you've been wronged. Things have been spoken about you. Your vindication, it will shine like the noonday sun. So be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Don't fret when people succeed in their ways, when, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn away from wrath. Don't fret, that only leads to evil. For those who are evil, they'll, they'll be destroyed, but those, those who hope in the Lord, they'll inherit the land a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found, but the meek, the meek will inherit the land and, and enjoy peace and prosperity. So God, instead of panic, I choose praise. Instead of worry, I choose worship. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times. His praise will be forever on my lips. Let that be your anthem today. God, that, that in the midst of it all, I'm gonna stay true. In the midst of it all, I'm gonna stay steady. In the midst of it all. Knowing that when when all is said and done, that in your strength, I'm gonna still be standing. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.